Welcome to Sound Off, the official podcast of the Southeast Dirt Modified Series. I'm your host, Tyler Williams, and welcome to our show. On this first episode, as we embark on the 2020 comeback for the Southeast Dirt Modified Series before the full comeback in 2021, we decided to sit down with both Steve Summerlin and Tyler Skinner to discuss a couple things. Mainly, why bring the series back? What's to come in 2021? And some of the things to look forward to during this comeback and what the guys have been up to during their two-year layoff. So sit back and relax. Conversation's about 30 minutes long or so. We appreciate you listening in and tuning in. Now, let's get to the conversation. Episode one of Sound Off, the official podcast of the Southeast Dirt Modified Series, starts in just a few moments. Glad to have, glad to just see you guys, man. I haven't seen much of the either of you since 2017 when we kind of folded up shop and took a few years off. Tyler, I, I saw you at County Line, but... Steve, I feel like you kind of went into the underground bunker under some nondescript building. <laughs> where where have you been, Steve Summerlin, the last two years? I've been at home and at work. Um, yeah, just kind of enjoying the downtime, you know, taking a few trips um, that we've uh, been wanting to do. So, yeah, just, just getting some rest. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Tyler, now you, I know you were still working at County Line, I think, weren't you? Or was that your Every once in a while. Yeah. I took a I took a, some good time off too. I was about to say you had uh, time to actually have a, a little bit of a life, uh, and whatnot. But we're talking about coming back in 2020. Well, the the full comeback is 2021. So Steve, I'll start with you. Where did it even come up to have a few events in 2020 in the first place? Because you said it was it was kind of building to 2021 to kind of take it slower and not rush back in a in a certain sense. So. How do we even get to five races this year? <laughs> well, um, Tyler, it was actually his idea to have a couple races this year to just kind of knock the rust off, so to speak. Um, and honestly, we probably could have ran a full season this year. Uh, thankfully, once the news broke that we were coming back, we were immediately contacted by several tracks that you know wanted multiple dates. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, I had to just let them know that it was going to be 21 when we run a full season that that this year we're just kind of doing tracks here and there to just to put some races together this year for the guys and and to get our team uh back in the groove of of doing what we're doing so tyler since it was your idea why'd you do it (laughs) um it it just to get everything knocked off like he said we uh so that we didn't we had something built up going in and we had a little bit of a name back for ourselves we we know we have to regain everybody's trust and we've got to work ourselves back in so starting with something small was going to help us get there i was about to say i think it's it, it is worth noting it's not just the drivers on their side that have to build momentum but as a staff getting built up filling what holes and you know, because it's a lot of work behind the scenes just to run a race. I think people people see that they show up and they sit in their seat and there's cars on the track, but you you both can attest to there's a lot of behind the scenes and sponsorship and um, contingencies and, and just lining up races in the first place, Steve. I know you and I have talked about how tough that is to line up what works for y'all and what works for the track and what's not running on top of something else. That's a 
that's a that's a BC powder that I don't I don't uh, I know I could never take. <laughs> Absolutely, and and with this region here in the Carolinas, um, it's really tough because of the way the tracks are laid out here. Uh, you've got your tracks along I ninety five, and then you've got nothing, literally no nothing until you get into the Charlotte Winston Salem area. Uh, so you really have to be very strategic in this area with your scheduling piece and work with the tracks in this area to make sure everybody's working together uh, for the good of the drivers. So at first it was, I saw it was three races. There was the, the, the one Fable race on a Friday and then the two county line races that popped up and they're all available on sedirtmodseries.com. You can see the full schedule, but then it comes out that two races at Friendship, which kind of is going to book in 2020. The first one comes up actually on March the 28th at Friendship. So, um, Tyler, I'll let you uh, take the baton first on this one. Uh, where did that kind of come about? Because Friendship is these other three tracks are Eastern North Carolina, I-95. We swung all the way over to my part of the state, Western North Carolina, for the Friendship dates. The track reached out to Steve, and we wanted to work with them, give our guys. We have a lot of guys that travel, so kind of come back to their side of the state a little bit so that they don't have to do as much traveling and hopefully pull a couple cars from that area and there again, just gain on pulling them in for next year, show them what we have to offer. Steve, I remember, uh, I don't know if it was 16 or 17 when we went, but I remember um, – like Lucas Lee came over from like Tennessee or Kentucky, that area he's from. So maybe that kind of opens it up because there are a few, quite a bit of UMP modifies racing kind of in that Tennessee, Kentucky area. Absolutely. And then I'm going to be reaching out to a lot of those guys. They have 22 modifies today at 411. So I don't think there's anything going on that weekend aside from Fayetteville. They have a, a two night show. Um, and that is a little concerning for us uh, because that, you know, pulls from our bank of drivers. Um, but super excited for those guys uh, at Fayetteville with the track reconfiguration. Um, and I know everybody around there is excited. But, yeah, um, definitely reaching out to those guys. Uh, Blake Brown, a lot of the guys that ran with us at Smoky Mountain um, that ran Chris Chili's deal with the Ironman uh, series. That just the, the difficult part there is that series runs um, Hoosiers and American Racer. So I'm hoping that by us planning well in advance that they have time to to pick up some Hoosiers and come race with us. So definitely definitely a good purse. Yeah, so I kind of got reminded of just how many of these cars are out there with, uh, I got the Dirt Vision Pass, and now that kind of accomplishes everything. And I've been watching at Volusia, UMP Mods ran, I think, the first five nights or something like that. And, I mean, they were turning away 30, 40 guys a night to make these fields. And I was showing my wife, like, some of the guys that run with us, like Ryan Ayers and Nick Hoffman and Kyle Strickler and, you know, some of the other ones, like Taylor Cook and some of the guys would pop in every now and then. I think it's it's it was good to see just still how much participation really is there in those UMP modifieds, whereas I think where we are in North Carolina, everything kind of gets a little – late model heavy you forget just how many of these cars are actually out there in this part of the country yeah and and i know for me um starting with the modifieds several years ago when i was a part of county line raceway um, i just like the way they race you know there it's a 
on that eight inch tire and all that horsepower um plus you know getting to know all the guys and their families and their race teams uh, you know we just kind of i guess formed a bond and that's one of the main reasons why we are coming back you know some of the guys kept reaching out to us you know they wanted us back so um tyler and i we have been talking off and on uh we have lunch together uh, a few times um during the year on mondays at our favorite spot here in wilson <laughs> and, is that cracker barrel uh, no, no, no. <laughs> that, that's that's our favorite race trip uh okay. spot but yeah we a local uh mexican restaurant here in town and uh you know we've been kicking it back and forth probably for the last seven or eight months um but I really haven't lost touch with the guys that have been racing with us uh, since we started. And, um, you know, when we left, they, they've definitely missed us. So we're, we're glad to be bringing it back. Yeah, so Tyler, you want to add anything on that, or was that sufficient for you? He, he did a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> so got the five races coming back this year. There was one kind of extra one that's not officially on the schedule, but uh, y'all posted it on the Facebook page about – helping out with the race for the kids in 2020 because that one i think is being sanctioned by uh, the dirt cup challenge with ump which is what we're going to be sanctioned with so uh, whichever of y'all wants to kind of yeah we'll do go steve on it um tell me a little bit about about that deal because it's not a, an official one but you reach it it kind of showed like you were reaching across the political line to to help out with that yeah you know uh, dirt cup is is not a sanction um they uh, it's like bill says it's a challenge you know he tries to get the best of the best to select events uh and put on these challenge races it is uh, ump sanction we have an excellent relationship with county line obviously uh, and one of the pieces that uh, dirt cup was missing was uh, having an actual team come in and run the show. Yeah. Uh, so when they came in, the track would run the show. Uh, so we kind of, we got that feedback from the drivers that they would like somebody there on their behalf. Uh, so, uh, you know, it worked out that we're gonna be there supporting that event as well. It's, it's still, it's not a Southeast Dirt Modified Series race, race per se. It's still the Dirt Cup Challenge, but our team will be there to help run the show. Gotcha. Well, that's good. That. That's good. Because that's really been, I know, after at 2017, I was still working for the Fuel Series, and I think there was a couple times we would run, and the Dirt Cup would be running there as well, and I'd see a lot of our old people, and um, yeah, not as much tech as we were doing at the Fuel Light Model Trailer, right. <laughs> per se, so yeah. uh, glad, to, glad, to, glad to see you guys were able to do that. Um, for 2021, one of the things I looked at when I looked through the numbers was uh, the first year, you know, had 16 events, went across three states, had over 100-something drivers. Uh, the second year, I think, we went Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia. For the full comeback in 2021, what is kind of the vision as far as do you want to expand the web as far as traveling as much as you did in 2017, or do you kind of want to keep it a little tighter going forward what's kind of the idea going forward for down the road we're definitely going to keep it tighter um you know the cost of everything's going up uh so we're going to try to make it where we're we're not as invasive on the drivers as far as travel cost um and there's so many different small series running now 
Um, we, we really don't have a choice but to keep it small. So, you know, we're looking at probably 10 to 12 events in 21 um, and keeping it, you know, in our true region. Uh, you know, we may venture up into um, southern West Virginia. I've already had a, a track promoter reach out to me that wanted to schedule us for this year, but, you know, we couldn't do it. Uh, that was Princeton Speedway. And uh, definitely thank Charlene and, and Melvin for reaching out and look forward to working with them in the future. But yeah, some of the same spots that we've been running, um, but we would definitely love to venture back down into Georgia and Florida for some special events. Yeah, I was about to say, I know I had a ton of fun when we went to Oglethorpe just because they had dipping Dots and I'm, <laughs> I'm terribly overweight, so I, I appreciated the food. But I thought even, and we were on the big track, so if we did go back, it'd be the shorter track. That one, I had a lot of fun watching us when we ran at Oglethorpe because it was so big, but it was so flat. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was a that was a really cool experience. And then I I'll never forget when we got to go to Smoky Mountain and just the high speeds we got to see our guys at. So um, just, I'm looking forward to seeing where that one will go. Um, going back to UMP, I know the first year we ran in 2016 it was like AMRA or whatever other deal it was. 2017 we went UMP. What was the kind of end of the decision process to go back UMP for this comeback? Well, that's what all the guys in the region are running on now, the, the rules package. Uh, and if you think back to our 2017 champion, Billy Workman Jr., uh, he picked up $5,000 from us for winning our points championship, and he was also the Deep South UMP uh, regional champion and pocketed another $2,000. So he, you know, he took home $7,000 for, for taking the Southern region and our points championship. So it gives the drivers an added, added incentive to, to race with us because there's not many UMP sanctioned deals in yes. this part of the country. I was about to say, it seems like it's hard to get everybody to agree on tires, let alone yep. rules. <laughs> tires yep. are the problem, it seems. Yep. Um, you know, one thing I actually wanted to ask the both of y'all on this one. So part of this whole thing that I love about like podcasts and stuff is you kind of get a little deeper into things and it's not just like a, a 15 minute hit, uh -oh. but it's a little more about some of the inside stuff that other people wouldn't know. And because you two are the head honchos of this deal and obviously there's staff underneath, like I'm, I'm one, there's plenty of others, but I think it would be helpful to kind of show people in a way what you guys are doing behind the scenes. I know, especially at Oglethorpe, it was crazy because we had like four people and three of us were up in the tower and we had one guy down on the ground that yeah. probably lost a hundred pounds running around. Yeah. But uh, I think it'd be cool to just go over kind of what it is like we're doing on, like on race days and stuff. And Tyler, I'm going to throw the ball in your direction first. So people see you at the racetrack, maybe they initially see you at the registration trailer or somewhere else, but like over the course of a usual night, for someone that might not know, what is kind of your purview of what you're kind of taking care of and doing on a race night basis? Uh, well, start out, we do registration, oversee, making sure everything's set up, doing the lineups and everything, getting everything posted. Then we go up to the tower, and I normally am the one doing the scoring for our guys, but this year we're going to try to change that up a little bit, I think. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, and then at the end of the night, 
getting with the track to either make sure that we have the check or they're paying the drivers or whatever. And if we have to pay them, then I got to go back and write the checks and do the payout too. So it's a it's a full day. I was about to say it's a lot of a lot of <clears throat> a lot of clerking and stuff for sure. You can always write me an extra check if you want. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Steve, what's kind of your purview as far as like your race day responsibilities and what you do, uh, other than showing up late? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the first time I've ever shown up late. Good grief. <laughs> Seven minutes. That's okay. Just to throw it back to Tyler a little bit too. I don't think a lot of people, you know, Tyler. I guess he's kind of behind the scenes um but i don't think people really understand the value that he adds to what we're doing you know all the the years that we've been racing we've never written a bad check we've always handled all of our contingencies we've always done what we said and said what we were going to do and, and tyler's made sure everything was on the up and up to make sure that happens um race night you know he's there handling scoring uh he's he's working with the racetracks uh he's the eyes in the back of my head uh so he he is really important to the definitely the business side of this um i can't thank him enough for what he does because uh it gets a little crazy but for me uh, my race day actually starts the a few days before um talking with the track and the dreaded looking at the radar and, oh, yeah. and the weather weather <laughs> forecast every day to make sure that we're good uh but when i get to the track really i'm you know talking to the drivers answering any questions um making my rounds i have you know get with the track to make sure the race order is set uh look at the radar again um we posting the uh the race order i handle the drivers meetings and after that you know it's getting with everybody make sure everybody's in place they know what they're doing throughout the night and then once we go up in the tower we flip it to race mode and i'm on the race receiver um, race director making sure our guys are where they need to be and going out when they need to go and um, i'm the voice in their ear when they're on the racetrack so and then after that's over with, you know, Tyler and I work together to make sure we close the night with the racetrack and make sure all of our drivers are taken care of and then go down in the pits and get beat up in my ear. and then, uh, <laughs> Sometimes in your face. Head to the house. Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, I, I'm about to say, I, I wanted people to hear that from you guys because I think on my end, it's easier. People usually, if they're listening, they can hear what I'm doing all night, but they can't see what you guys are doing all night. So that's kind of why I wanted to, to yeah. kind of flush that out it's, a little bit. It's a, it's a week long process leading up to race night to make sure we've dotted all of our I's and crossed all of our T's. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, one of the things that's really interesting to me. So June 19th, we're going to go run at Fayetteville. And we'd run there before in the past, but now this year we're going, and it's major change going on, uh, specifically with the track configuration. And I've just seen kind of what's been on Facebook and the images, and they've done a real good job with the drone shots. And I think a guy did a YouTube video out there. Um, have either of you guys gotten actually go? No, Tyler, you haven't gone. It no. it it's gonna. It looks like it's gonna race so different from where we went last time, mm -hmm. where it was so long. And it was so kind of seemed a little bottom dominant. Mm -hmm. It looks like that thing's just going to race crazy different. I'm I'm glad we're getting to go get on that one. What's kind of your thoughts? Yeah, on that? I agree. Uh, David and Dan and Shay uh, have gone in there uh, with the help of 
I know Wayne Gray's been there helping with his equipment and uh, Charles Council's been providing a lot of the video that we've been seeing. But yeah, super excited to get there. Uh, it looks, it reminds me of the change that West Virginia Motor Speedway went through where they were to the big, big five big, Yeah, big racetrack yeah. and they uh, shortened it. Um, but just looking at the banking, uh, I can't wait to get there to see the change. And I, I really think it's going to be wicked fast. Absolutely. Yeah. That's going to be a ton of fun. County line's also always fun for us because it's depending on what time of year we go and seeing um, – I always, I always like just hanging out in the tower because Steve Vale uh, mm. makes sure I'm properly hydrated up there in the tower. <laughs> but uh, always fun to go there. Oh, glad, yeah. glad we're going to friendship for my gas tank's sake. Yeah. But uh, really looking forward to seeing how Fayetteville races. That's going to be. And that's mm -hmm. a Friday-Saturday swing, so sure that's is. the guys will get a little extra bang yeah. for their buck. That worked out perfect. Uh, we had initially uh, just done the Saturday night at County Line, and then when I reached out to David, he said, well, why don't we – make it a double header and you guys can race with us on Friday night. So, uh, Hey, it's better for the drivers. Yeah. One thing also that I've kind of seen take hold in the area and whatnot is you're starting to see a lot more of the crate mods, uh, pop up and stuff. I think this is going to be a little bit of an alter. This is going to be a good alternative for fans. Cause I think a lot of them, maybe if they're more recent have gotten used to just seeing the crate mod shows and nothing against those, but when they come to an SD SEDMS show, it's going to sound a lot different. They're going to move a lot faster, and I think it's going to give a little better uh, perspective. Kind of like on the late models, they get used to seeing crates, and then the supers come in. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, this is something different. So yeah. I think that's going to be cool too. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's for some of the tracks that don't run mods on a weekly basis, you know, it's a, something new, something fresh. And, you know, if we go in there and the guys put on a heck of a race, that's a bonus, and, and then the track will want us back. So, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. I'm just looking forward to if we can get it on back to Jamaica, back up to Virginia Motor Speedway in 2021, because that is – I remember every, the two years we got to go, that was always a ton of fun. We are staying in a hotel together. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody's usually staying about the same place. The track's immaculate. The free food upstairs really don't hurt. <laughs> the only thing I didn't like was they took me away from you guys. I remember, I think it was the second year yep. they made me go in the other side of the tower and you two and um, I think uh, yeah, Brittany Cogdell were on the other side and I was just like a red-headed stepchild yeah. on the other side of the tower. And the same way at Smoky Mountain when you, when you got separated from us. Yeah, you had you well, you had your own little office over there, so that was pretty cool. That was the coldest tower. They had the AC running and it was like April and I was over there freezing. I had my coat on. I think Tyler, I think your your sister took your coat yeah. or something like that. <laughs> that I promise was... you that is not the coldest tower. The coldest tower belongs to Screvin. Oh, Speedway. man. I remember that one. Yeah. That was... Screvin Boy, takes that, that award. Yeah. That's rough. They had the best food, though. They that, do. That pork chop hands, sandwich was the best. Hands down, the best food. Oh, man. Anywhere. Um, just to kind of put a bow on everything again go to se dirt mod series you can see the full information and stuff ump sanctioning five races in uh 2020 full slate coming in 2021 um could you have done any worse on the announcer pick that's what i want to know you you went out and found the most worst terrible announcer <laughs> you could get out of here <laughs> no nah, i'm just kidding but um if there was i'm actually uh 
Go ahead and ask it. I know what you want to ask. No, no, no. I'm not going to ask that. I'm actually, this is going to be like a, like a fantasy thing. Okay. If you could take any racetrack in America and plan it close enough to where we could go. See, even they want to chime in a little bit <laughs> on the telephone. <laughs> but if you could drop any racetrack from any part of the country close enough where we could get to it and go race at it for SEDMS, is there any track that comes to either of y'all's mind? Like, I, for me... Just to give you an example, I wish the Mighty Making Speedway was not all the way in Illinois. If we could take that fifth mile, good banking on it, and plant it in like central eastern North Carolina where we could go to, that would be like the dream for me because I just love, I love, I like big tracks, but I really like the smaller tracks that still race good. That would be one I wish I could just like pull the rope on and bring it closer. So for Y'all can both answer this. Is there a dream track out there you wish you could pull a little closer to us? Yeah, for me, it would be Deer Creek Speedway. Yeah. <laughs> Did he take your salary? He took mine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's probably a close tie between Deer Creek and Fairbury. Yeah. Uh, those would be my two picks. Um, but for those of you listening out there, you know, we raced at East Lincoln. Yeah, I remember Two that. Two years ago. Taylor Cook back took the wall down and, and qualified. That, that racetrack is probably, to me, one of the hidden gems in the Carolinas that if we book a race there, you guys need to come race at East Lincoln. That is a cool little joint, nice banking, multiple grooves. Um, so you know, I, I love that racetrack, and I hope we can find a date that works really good to get a good show in at East Lincoln because I think that would – be a heck of a race there absolutely and it was the shortest walk down from the tower it that was, was like 15 it was. steps yeah it was well tyler i, I know he kind of he kind of took your thunder there but can you think of another one you wish was closer just in a dream scenario um i like volusia oh the big track the yeah. big track a lot of speed really wide and two and three wide racing almost every night yeah They've been they've been putting on a good show there, absolutely. Yeah. Nick Hoffman's been stinking to show up. <laughs> but yeah, that's why he is what he is. Yeah, the modified world, they just should rename it Nick Hoffman Raceway. Sounds like <laughs> Yeah. It is a pretty cool trophy it's though. It's got a, the, a nice collection of gators. Not to say. Yeah. Um any other shout outs or mentions you guys want to give before we uh, close this thing up? Well, we want to thank everybody that's that's come on board with us. You know, this time when Tyler and I talked about coming back, we definitely said from a um, business standpoint and from a structure standpoint, staffing, uh, we weren't going to take the brunt of this just on our shoulders. So we definitely appreciate you coming back, uh, Marty, HF, uh, Jenny, uh, Megan, Brandy, you know, JoLynn, and cool thing that we're doing with JoLynn when we come back is JoLynn is going to be up in the tower with us. Nice. Uh, so we're going to have another set of eyes uh, up in the tower to make sure we have the entire field covered uh, for making calls because it's it's tough. Uh, Tyler's trying to handle the scoring, and I'm trying to watch the entire field. So having that extra set of eyes up there is going to be great. So, um Megan and Jenny, they're already, you know, pounding the pavement on the marketing side. So we, we really appreciate their work. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, we think we're going into this round with um, more confidence and a lot clearer vision of what we need to do to be successful. 
Tyler, you want to say anything before we close up? I've already asked too much of you to talk as much as you You've have. You've already today. made me talk way too much on this thing. <laughs> we need to. Uh, we we can't forget to thank our uh, our core group, our families, for letting us do this. Tish and uh, Macy for me, and Mom and Daddy they help us out, and Haley, my sister, um, Brooke, she's been and helped us at mm-hmm. races. So without them, we really couldn't. We couldn't do it, and uh, they allow us the time away to get things done, and uh, we appreciate them as well. Absolutely. So make sure you go and check out SEDirtModSeries.com. You can see the full information there. You can also see the old results from uh, 16 and 17. Uh, I got the full spreadsheet already ready to rattle off stats as soon as we get to friendship. But March 28th will be the first one, the Manuel Johnson Memorial. And actually, you know what? That – we're going to wrap it up with that one. I totally forgot to mention that. So previously when we did the Manuel Johnson Memorial was uh, Carolina Speedway. We did a Friday, Saturday swing. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't know him at all, but I remember how much it meant uh, to Derek Ramey to win that race. Um, you know, maybe one of you guys can kind of shed a little light on why it was important to put that name on a SEDMS race and I mean, really the first one of the comeback. Yeah, Manny raced with us uh, at County Line Raceway quite a few times. Um, So I got to know him through that. And when Carolina Speedway wanted to do that deal, uh, he had had raced with us, you know, I guess Tyler and I, so to speak, at at County Line more than anyone else. Uh, Manny kind of raced local. Um, But uh, Bundy... Uh, reached out you know he was a part of the deal at Carolina Speedway so I think they wanted the same group uh, that knew him uh, and the same you know all the drivers knew him Uh, he was a he was a really great guy give you the shirt off of his back uh, great competitor so I I think they're excited to have us back being as that we did the inaugural at at Carolina Speedway so we're we're excited about it and I know they're going to be doing some some neat stuff too honor manual at that race all right so looking forward to it we'll see y'all march 28th at friendship motor speedway for the 1500 to win manual johnson memorial as i said go to sedirtmodseries.com you can see the full schedule and gentlemen appreciate your time steve you be safe in your travels for work and thank you we'll see y'all in about a month up in uh elk and lord willing in the creek don't rise yeah praying for good weather 